Welcome to another edition of TechPost, where we talk about everything that's happening in the world of technology. TechPost is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. And TechPost is sponsored by the Irish Domain Registry, uh, who handle all the .ie domain names in Ireland. Go to www.wear.ie for more information. And I'm joined once again by Dave, the Don O'Neill. Dave, how are you doing? It's been a while. Wowza! Good to be back. Yes, indeed. Right, we were supposed to record this um, over a week ago, Dave, but uh, I think at the time, Apple just released a an email about a new event that was coming up. So we said we'd hold off on mm-hmm. it and get this out at the end of the month. Uh, so we'll get to a bit more about that later on. But we've a lot to cover, actually, Dave, from the last uh, two months, really, actually. There's been a huge mind. We might not get to all of it today, but we'll no. try our best. And uh, anything that we don't get to, we'll spill over into the next episode in November. So, Dave, uh, right, before we start off, Dave, actually, I want to give a quick little product review. So I have in my hands here, Dave, a new case for my phone. Oh. Right. So this is the Dream case, D-R-E-E-M yep. case. All right. And if you'll notice, Dave, I'm showing it here. So I like I like a case that uh, goes around my phone, not just a bumper, not just a kind of a like a, a, a cover that just kind of protects the sides. But I like to have one because I carry my cards with me. You can see here, Dave, I have all my little bank cards, my driving license and yep. bits and pieces. Um, and but this one is beautiful. It's, it's, it's a nice leather case. I, I doubt if it's real leather. It's probably faux leather. But anyway, um, magnetic clasp on it. So it goes over. So front and back protected. But this one is lovely because it's got a magnetic inside. So effectively, the part that's holding the phone just detaches from the rest of the case. That's cool. So that then just is just kind of like a bumper right around the case. So it means that the camera bumps aren't sticking out too far. You can put it down flat on a surface. And when you come home in the evening or if you're anywhere or even if you wanted to hand the phone to someone else, you're not handing over the entire case with all your cards inside in it. So let's say you're on holidays and you wanted someone to take a picture of you. Mm. You're not handing over your entire case with all the cards, all your bank cards and whatever else you might have. Uh, You can just take off the phone or if you're using MagSafe and you get into your car, you can just quickly detach the phone from it and connect it up onto a MagSafe connector in front of you and the case is left uh, to the side. Um, nice, yeah. Yeah. And it also means, well, I don't know if this ever happened. You don't use a case, Dave, do you, on your phone? or uh, No, I just use of, a standard yeah. case. You know? Sometimes I find it like, you yeah. know, when you have a case like that, if you're recording something and mm. you, you turn it, like the, the case can... Get double, in the way of the double, cameras, yeah, right. Double yeah. back in front of the camera. and um, But this way, you can just easily just detach it. Nice little magnetic case. Um, there are a couple of them out there, like Otterbox make a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was only about 35 euros for this. And it's good quality. Uh, nice, protects the phone. Nice little lip on the front of it, protects the screen. Uh, but uh, I'm happy with this anyway. And um, nice and solid. So that is my little product review. If you're looking for a new case, um, I would highly recommend these ones. D-R-E-E-M. Get them on Amazon or probably directly on the web. Just search for them. You'll find them anywhere. So, Dave, I have another review, but I'm going to leave it till next month because I think we've enough to talk about this month. And for next month, it's uh, the Acara video, do- video doorbell. 
I'm after getting the Acara video doorbell. I don't know. Do Wife approved? Uh, yes, of course. All of right. course, yes. Uh, we didn't talk about this before, did we? The video no. doorbell, right? So I got one of those. So I think next month we will do an in-depth review on that. Um, it has some great features in it. So we'll talk about that because we have so much to get to today, starting with the September event from Apple, where they announced the new iPhones, amongst other things. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So... Dave, you watch this uh, keynote or what do you call it? Do you call it just a presentation, a video? What do you call it these days? A keynote, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I skimmed. I, I got to be honest, I skimmed. Right, okay. right, so it started off with a lovely, nice video. Um, it's about how different uh, Apple products, like it showed people uh, celebrating their birthdays. And then it went on to tell how these people are still alive simply because of Apple products like crash detection, fall detection, um, your Apple Watch giving you like maybe AFib detection, something like that, high heart rate, a little bit of heart rate. So it was kind of a, it was a nice little um, warm, sentimental video to start off the day on that one. And um, as I say, just showed off some of the best features of uh, the different uh, devices. So it was a good one. And then we went straight into the Apple Watch Series 9. All right, so brand new Apple Watch. And this one has the S9 SIP, they were um, at pains to point out the word SIP, they didn't say S9 chip. So the system, um, instead of like just terming it as what chip it was, they were kind of making sure that you knew that it was a system on a chip type thing. Okay. So um, the new S9 one, uh, highlights of that is that you get Siri on device. So it means that if you ask it to do something, it doesn't always have to go to the cloud now to get uh, your voice recognized and come back with the results. Because I find sometimes um, I've got the Series 7 watch, I think it is. And I find sometimes you say something and then it thinks about it for a few minutes and then says, I can't do that, <laughs> um, depending on where you are, if you don't have good connectivity. Right. So um, Siri on device uh, with a lot of machine learning that was uh, powered by this S9 SIP. Uh, so that's a welcome thing uh, that you've got a lot of offline stuff. Uh, I find it interesting because I remember when I had the iPhone 4, there was um, a lot of Siri on device at the time. Well, it wasn't really Siri, I suppose it was kind of uh, older models had this voice recognition on device to be able to do certain actions. So okay. you could tell the phone to do something and it was done on device, like call something or play music, things like that. And then most of that became Siri powered, which meant you have to have an internet connection. Yeah. And now we're kind of going back again to where the processing power on the actual devices is good enough to have proper machine learning and heuristics on it. So you can actually use Siri on the device and a lot of the commands are going to be powered without having an internet connection, which means they'll also be faster as well. So that's a welcome thing. Um, they, <laughs> they also said that you get an all day 18 hour battery life. I don't remember the day when there's 18 hours in a day. <laughs> I, I had to laugh at that one day. They're still touting this all day. They say all day, but 18 hours, that's not all day. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, well, they expect you to sleep, I think. Yeah, but they, <laughs> Yes, but it has sleep tracking in it, so oh. you're supposed to wear in your sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, so it, it was just a kind of a, you know, the techie in me starts kind of looking at things like that and kind of nitpicking, but uh, okay, it's close enough. It's close enough. We'll, 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 we'll give them that. Um, Watch OS 10 is out. Um, 
One of the big things I've noticed in watchOS 10, uh, you wouldn't know this not being a Apple Watch user, mm-hmm. um, is that they, they've been tweaking the interface over the years on many occasions to change a few bits and pieces that uh, just how they think people might use stuff. And they've been very good at this. And sometimes it's been really welcome improvements. And now the control center, which previously you had to swipe down from the top yeah. uh, to get to it, you now get that from the side button. So they've changed the 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 action on that. So you just press the side button and you get into your control center. I have to find. I have to say, I, I found it the first day or two was kind of a bit hard to get used to, but now after like really two days, it's now much more natural to do that to get access to your control center to do different things. And I'm I find that a welcome improvement. So. And that's that's nice. Um, it, it, it's good to see. Like the, the watch OS has evolved over the years, and they've just made the little interface tweaks, probably by their own diagnostics data or metrics of what people are doing and how people are using it. So this is a welcome one. Um, they also included a U2 chip. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and that's not where they lo- where they preload all the U2 albums onto your phone like they did before. God, no. Do you remember that when that came I out? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they preloaded the new album onto the phone, everybody kept out about it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, this one is, uh, the, I don't think they actually called it the, the, like you have the U1 chip in most things, but then now they were calling it the, the ultra precision finding chip uh, version two type thing. So I don't think they actually referred to it as the U2 chip. So I don't know if they're, uh, if they're allowed to or not. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's the fear. I think they, they don't want to drudge up that controversy again. That was what, 2012, I think? Uh, probably was. Yeah. yeah it wow. was back a good while ago. Yeah. It's back a while now, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know are they allowed to call it the U2 chip, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the, um, the planes from back around the 1950s, wasn't it the U2 planes that were the high reconnaissance planes that the Americans were using? Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's where U2 got their name. I Maybe. don't know. Anyway, right. Um, this U2 chip <laughs> um, brought, brought in precision finding to, of um, iPhone and handoff to HomePod. So if you're playing audio from your watch, you could hand off or like you know, if you're on a call, you can hand off to your HomePods now. And as I say, the precision finding of your iPhones, if your iPhone's lost, your watch will direct you to where your iPhone is. So anybody who's been using the iPhone with the AirTags, uh, this is the next generation of that. And apparently it has much greater distance in it. Uh, so if you had two devices that have this um, second generation U-chip, <laughs> that uh, the ultra precision, that uh, you would get pretty much, I think, double the distance out of it now. Um, great thing is the, the display. It's double the brightness of the S8, the Series 8 uh, watch. It's up to 2,000 nits of brightness now. Okay, that's a lot, yeah. That's a lot on a display. And it can go down to one nit of brightness. So if you have always on, um, I have to say I turned off always on on my uh, display. Me too. Because it... it really increased battery life. Oh, it chews it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't need it because when I raise my wrist, it comes on. It's fine. That's perfect. That's mm-hmm. fine for me. So I don't need always on. And it really, really helps. So there's there's a big battery saving tip on that. Anyway, if, uh, if you want to uh, really almost double the life of your battery, turn off the always on display on your watch. Um, but anyway, 2000 nits of brightness and down to one nit. That's fabulous range on any display, really. So um, other than that, uh, the last thing they kind of 
they, they d- demonstrated on the watch was this um, double tap gesture. Now, I've been using that for years. So, so they had an accessibility feature in the watch beforehand where you could do a, a, sim- a, 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 a simple uh, pinch of your fingers mm-hmm. or a double pinch and you could do a clinch of your fist or a double clinch. Oh. And now it takes a bit of it, it was it was in it was an accessibility feature to do certain things. So, for instance, I could clinch my fist and it would bring up my control center or it would activate Siri on a double clinch. Or if I double tap my fingers, it would bring up my Apple Pay, something like that. So I had a couple of different ones. Yeah, um, I had to disable the single pinch at one stage because I found that it was activating too often. So I would be doing something simple with my hands and it would think that I pinched. What, so, typing? Um, not so much typing, no. I, I, I could be just doing something, sitting on the couch at home, and next thing it would just think that I had done a pinch gesture. Oh. So it wasn't very accurate. Yeah, I but Now, I think because of this S9 SIP, they're after bringing in this double tap gesture, for actions. So if somebody sends you a text message, you can double tap and it will immediately bring up a reply with dictation. So it's very good for hands-free operation. If you've got some, if you're carrying something in one hand, you can still like do different things and yeah. it's, and it's, it's context aware. So depending on what app you're in, it will do certain things. So if you're like on a call, a double tap could end the call for you. Uh, if you were, uh, reading message, as I said, it'll bring up the reply. If you were listening to music, it would pause the music, things like that. So um, it, it it's just, it's bringing it to the mainstream by making it a better gesture, a better detection of the gesture, should I say. Yes, now, the I ex- hear you. The accessibility, fe- accessibility feature of uh, clenching your fist or a double clinch, that's still there, that's still in the watch. But I've been using this for a while and I... When I upgrade, when I get my Series 9, then yes, I will welcome this because if it does it a lot more accurately, then um, I'll be happy with that. Right, so um, that was the Apple 9, our Apple Watch Series 9. Um, then we got onto this video uh, starring Octavia Spencer. Oh. and Yeah, <laughs> Octavia Spencer. And it was, it was a video about they're like they're eco-friendliness oh for right? god's sake. yeah uh, you probably you probably skipped over this um oh, I, I would I have definitely to, have skipped over yeah. this yeah for sure okay i found they had a great message inside in it but i just found the length of the video and the cheesiness of the gags inside in it completely fudged that message so they had a great message about how eco-friendly they're gone about their renewable energy about the the um, the products and how they're built on recycled materials, everything, um, their their self sufficiency on electricity, everything, the whole lot, and they they kind of like Octavia Spencer played this character as Mother Nature, and they made her this scary, not likable Mother Nature who's angry about everything, and and I why, why do that? Why I don't know. It just the details were brilliant. The, the message was brilliant. But I just found they just, they didn't get the writing of the sketch right. Mm-hmm. It was, it, they, they could have, they could have cut it to half the length and made it much better. 
Um, and maybe it's because of the current writer strike. They just couldn't get people to write proper comedy. I don't know. But <laughs> that was it. It's not uh, a laughing matter, okay? It's not a laughing matter. But they, yeah, I just think they, they, missed, they missed the mark on this one. They did a good attempt at it, but they missed the mark. Right. Um, as part of that, then they went on about um, their getting rid of leather products like leather straps and leather uh, wallet cases, things like that. Uh, they're going for this new fine woven um, material on their watch straps and the, the magnetic cases, your MagSafe wallets, things like that. And I think they're getting a lot of bad reviews so far. Um, the A lot of the reviews on the fine woven stuff People are really given out about it, about the quality of it, mm. about how easy it marks or um, how easy it might deteriorate as a product. Okay. And one thing you have to get right, if you're going to make something and you want it to be eco-friendly, then it has to be durable. It has to be last. It has to last. So you can't come out with something and say, oh, this is eco-friendly. And then people have to buy four times as many because it keeps falling apart. Because the manufacturing process alone is like damaging the environment of course it is right? yeah so no matter what way they do it just the, the fact of having to use electricity to make these things no matter what materials it's made out of if you have to make more of them because they fall apart then that's not a good thing and the apple insider came up with a story actually i was i was listening to him on one of their podcasts and one of the guys was talking about the magsafe wallet that he used to have which was the letter wallet and he bought a new one every year because he liked it, he liked the size of it, the slimness of it, the everything about it. But after a year, it fell apart. So it's like if you're going to make something, it has to be something that's going to last. And durability is the big factor here. So if these things, it's it's going to be, we'll have to see how long these last. But so far, bad reviews. People are not impressed with these things. Uh, great idea. Seems to be badly implemented. Right. Um, so actually, I didn't go. The price on the Apple Watch was uh, still staying around the same, $399. Um, then they introduced the Apple Watch Ultra 2, which is second generation of the Apple Watch Ultra. Again, same S9 chip in it. 3,000 nits of brightness in the display on this, wow. which is, again, extremely bright. It's really, really bright. And the altitude range goes from minus 500 meters to 9,000 meters. So they've expanded the, the range at which this will work as, uh, with its altimeter sensor inside it. Um, still starting around the same uh, $800 roughly. So yeah. convert that to euros over here and it's probably about 4,000 euros. There or you go. <laughs> um, but um, other than that, it's it's got the, the same features that were in the, uh, the S9 uh, Apple Watch. So you've got your Siri on device, um, it's not an all day 18 hour, it's all three days, <laughs> 36 hour. <laughs> um, right, uh, battery life, um, the double tap gesture and the ultra precision two finding chip uh, are in the Apple Watch Ultra 2. And then they moved on to the main part of the show, which was the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 15 Plus. Now, this one is getting the A16 Bionic chip which is the same chip that was in the 14 Pro from last year. Yeah. So this seems to be a kind of a trend that they're going with now. They did, except for one year, and I can't remember which one, which year it was. Was it the iPhone 11 or 12, where they brought out an all 
all uh, different uh, models had the exact same uh, chip in it. So I can't remember which year that was. But didn't they always used to do that? I mean, it's only since... No, they, they, at one stage they did do a faster chip in one of the phones. And then the following year, I think they did it where all phones got the same chip. And now mm-hmm. they've gone back to that the standard models get this chip and there's a better chip in the pro model. And that seems to be the way they're they're going with this now that they're, you're, you're always going to get your standard model will get last year's pro chip and then the new the new pros get the new chip so that seems to be their kind of their modus operandi your on that shtick. now yeah so um the dynamic island which was pro model last year is available across all devices now yay yeah i have to say i i wouldn't be like i have the dynamic dynamic island on mine there now and it's it's okay, but it's limited. Maybe it's just because developers haven't started using it fully yet. I don't know. It's it's limited in its in its um, attractive, yeah, scope and attractiveness. Really, right. yeah, yeah. Um, again, the uh, display on these iPhone 15s is 2,000 nits in brightness, up to 2,000 nits, which again is great. Uh, really bright in in good sunlight, in bright sunlight. That's that's really necessary having that. Um, display brightness uh, 6.1 and 7 6.7 inch display same as last year it's kind of got a, a new contoured edge on it now the design is slightly different to last year so it's just kind of a bit more rounded um, and I'm not going to talk too much about the, the the design of them because they just kind of tweak the design over the years a small bit here and there um, well it's kind of beveled is it yeah, it's kind of just a bit more contoured on it, really. Okay. Just kind of just on the, around the edges, so it's not as harsh as, as the the thir- 12, 13, and fourteen. Right. Okay. Um, uh, colored glass. But hey, colors, colors, Dave. We all love colors. <laughs> uh, Forty-eight megapixel main camera and uh, a twelve megapixel two by telephoto camera as well. Nice. Uh, can do 4K 60 frames per second video recording. Has a U2 chip, which uh, has the precision fine light. Uh, 5G and Wi-Fi 6E. Uh, noise filtering as well has come to it as well now. So if you're talking to someone in a noisy area, you can turn on this noise filtering and it'll get rid of the background noise. So it'll okay. just concentrate on your voice, which is quite good. Remember last year, Dave, where they brought in the SOS via satellite? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually available in Ireland now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I, haven't, okay. I haven't tested it yet. I haven't actually gone through it and tested it. But they've now brought in, and this is US only, is roadside assistance, car assistance via satellite. So if you're in the middle of nowhere and your car breaks down, you can do roadside assistance instead of the satellite assistance. So like, I presume they're doing that to kind of distinguish between whether you need someone to come and help you get your car started or whether you're stuck on a mountain ledge. Right. Yeah, because exactly. Yeah, yeah, if your car yeah. is broken down, you don't need a helicopter to come out and rescue you. No. So um, anyway, getting roadside assistance via satellite is great, especially in different countries where you will not have reception. Yeah. And mm. I feel here it won't be a big deal because you're you're not too far from someone's house here, even mm. out in the countryside, you know? Yeah. You'll find something or someone. Yeah. Ireland is a lot different to America or yeah. Australia or someplace like that, oh, where, yeah. where like your nearest neighbor could be like four hours away. <laughs> yep. We sometimes forget the, the scale of these countries. Um, and then one amazing thing, Dave, this is like groundbreaking in a phone. 
I don't think I've ever seen this in a phone before. Um, The new iPhone 15 has got USB-C. No, (laughs) you don't say. (laughs) This is brand new breaking. My God. Ahead of the curve. (laughs) Yeah. And and you know, the funny thing about that is the the base models have USB-C 2.0. 2.0. 2.0, yes. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they really skimmed on that one. Yeah, you have to go for the iPhone 15 Pro to get the USB 3. <laughs> exactly. And you can uh, with the USB 3, I think you can attach external devices too. Yes, you can, yeah. Mm. You can. Uh, we'll get to that in a while, actually. All right. Yeah. But anyway, so Apple, um, I think probably at the behest of the EU regulator, mm. has finally started to go fully USB-C on everything. Yeah. Uh, waiting until the last minute, really, with a lot of their devices. So the iPhone 15 now has USB-C. So uh, we'll probably see loads of people giving out and saying that they need to uh, change all their cables. And, and Didn't I yeah. see something about them saying that y- they're, they're saying that you shouldn't use your standard charging cables on it. You got to use like, which kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not it's, that you can't. They're just saying you shouldn't or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's really down to now. I'm I'm very much charging cables in my house have to be high quality cables. Yeah. I will not buy El Cheapo kind of no, four ninety nine cables simply because they, one they don't charge properly. Right, you do not get the power delivery on these things. They're not rated, and two, I don't trust them. So correct. Yeah, I just don't trust that these things will not overheat and cause a problem in charging so i will always make sure i have good quality cables yeah uh, so that is another top tip here on the tech post make sure you have good quality cables for your charging i know they might be a good bit more expensive you're talking about a fiver versus 20 or 30 quid but the investment is well worth it just for peace of mind yeah <clears throat> don't go into your local uh, petrol station and you know buy them from the counter basically yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. They're just not good, and no. they're, they're not they're not good for your device. So they can cause problems with your batteries as well. Even if they don't go on fire, mm. they can cause problems with your batteries. You it'll degrade your battery life. So uh, pricing on the iPhone 15 was again eight hundred dollars or nine hundred for the plus model, which is the six point seven inch display. And then we went on to the iPhone 15 Pro. Um, new design, titanium. Uh, so that makes it stronger and lighter. Uh, so I don't know. I haven't got, had one in my hand yet to see how much lighter it is, as in how does it feel? Uh, like, are you going to notice a huge difference between the 15 or the 15 Pro in terms of holding your hand? So, but the stronger titanium, they look good. This brush metal effect on them looks really, really good. Uh, they come in loads of different colors and actually now that I talk about the colors, one of the things online is that there's been a lot of pe- people showing these things and giving out about them that like if you scratch it, uh, that like the the underlying color of the metal comes through. So oh, if there's yeah. a scratch on it, then the, the, the blue or the black, whatever is gone and you get this silver scratch because it's titanium. Now, I decided to test this out, Dave. Oh, yeah. So I went out to all my neighbor's cars <laughs> and I scratched every one of them. <laughs> and funny enough, the underlying silver metal came through as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, okay, just, just for clarity, I did not do that. I did not do that. I'm just trying to point out that, uh, sure, if you get a scratch on something, it is going to show through the underlying metal color underneath it. Yeah, but I think I think they were going on about the 
ease of scratching it. It should be somewhat scratch resistant or, you know, more scratch resistant than it is or well, something to that effect. Uh, for any of the things that I read about anyway, the people who are doing the real tests on them and not just trying to get clickbait YouTube watches. I see. The people who do the real tests are saying these things are okay. You have to have a heavily scratch it to actually see it. Yeah. Well, sometimes so. people make mountains on the molehills for yeah. clicks. Clickbait being, yeah. you know, obvious, an yeah. obvious motivator, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I'm sure when we put this podcast up, I think that'll be our headline. Scratches ruin the iPhone. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's move on with it, Dave. This thing does get the A17 Pro chip. Um, they were, they were, last year it was called the A6, A16 Bionic. Now it's called the A17 Pro. Yeah, I think so they've changed the naming on that. The moniker Bionic seems to be gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's called the A17 Pro. And this is the first three nanometer chip in a phone. Right, yeah, right? yeah. So they're, now it's got... 19 billion transistors inside in it. Like that is crazy amount of transistors inside in a chip. Mm. Um, so it's obviously way, way faster, the fastest they've ever built, as they always say. This is the best they've ever built, which they say every year, because you would expect it to. I don't, <laughs> I don't expect them to come out any year and say, this one is not as good as last year's. But, <laughs> but it's always the best and the fastest each year. Yep. So, yeah. So um, now the, they have done away with the mute switch. So the mute switch on the side of the phone is now an action button. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the that was originally a toggle. Now, I, okay, right. I have my phone here, Dave, right? So I'm going to show this to you and you tell me what is it on? So you can see the toggle button there on that. And yeah. you can see, is it on mute or not? I can see red. So my guess is that's indicating that it's on mute. Yeah. So I think I would prefer a toggle button because if that's an action button, now, I know an action button is going to bring you loads of other things you can do with it. Mm, cycle but, through but, different yeah, things, yeah. But as a visual indicator, I think I'd prefer on my phone to have a visual indicator as to whether it's on mute or not. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unless it's unless there's an easy way to see it on the display without having to completely wake and unlock the device. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, this action button, like it, it replaces the toggle uh, button. It can do different things like you can press it which will record audio yep. or it can go straight to your camera. I would, I would prefer if it was if like, if you could have it as a camera button that didn't need to launch the camera app, if you know what I mean? So like if you could have a button that the very second you click it, it just takes a picture. So the camera would be running in the background the whole time. Yeah. And it would just instantly take the picture. So like, you remember when you had a camera years ago? Yeah. If you saw something and you wanted to pull it out you could just pull out a camera quickly and just press the button and it took a picture without even checking the viewfinder right yeah, yeah. so yeah. you could just point and click right exactly so nowadays you have to kind of like open it unlock it or press some button to get the camera to launch then press the camera button to take the picture if this action button would just actually just take the picture instantly then that would be i think that would be a much better way of doing things and you probably could program a shortcut to do that i'm well maybe i don't know maybe you could uh, but again how long would it take to run the shortcut uh, because it, you can do different things like, okay, it can turn on the torch, it can um, put on Do Not Disturb, it can open up your magnifier or your translate app, something like that. But you can program it to do a shortcut as well. Mm -hmm. So some people have done things like where they've set their shortcuts to be a list of a menu item of stuff. So when you press it, it launches a shortcut, which will show you a menu of four different things. Mm -hmm. And you can press one of those on screen um, to do it. So it means the action button. Now that there's different people have gone down rabbit holes with this of like having it so that 
if it'll run a shortcut that says if I am at home and it's late in the evening and I press the action button, then that makes means it mutes it. Right. right. Other than that, if I'm like means if I'm not at home and it's daytime, then if I press it, it opens the camera. So you can do different things like that. And if then else type statement on it. So, yeah, yeah which is kind of cool. So can the, be, the app, if this, then that, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could, you could actually have it programmable to be mm. context. Well, not context aware, but kind of like time and location aware anyway. Yeah, so depending I, on what you want to do. I wonder if you could do macros. I'm full on macros, including like touch spots. So you could actually, let's say, not just bring up a menu, but to actually touch the menu at the exact spot that you want to hit so that it actually does something. Oh. Like you can with keyboards, yeah. you know, on computers. Yeah, but, possibly. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure some programmers out there will be good enough to do it. Yeah. yeah. So as we said earlier on, this new 15 Pro also has USB 3, and that's 10 gigabits per second. That's right. All right. So it means you can also do ProRes video recording to an external drive. That's correct. Now, yeah. it has to be to an external drive, because I'd say if you're recording to an insta internal drive, you probably get about four minutes of video. Um, so in, if you record it onto the device chip, because um, if you're recording 4K, 60 frame per second pro res that's going to fill up a drive very very quickly yeah um but uh, a lot of guys uh again i go back to the apple insider is actually they've had some good talks about how to get external devices you mentioned it earlier on day about external devices and if you have a powered usb hub and it mm -hmm. has to be powered now you can use a normal usb hub and do different things but if you have a powered usb hub then you could have it uh, linking to say a drive for recording <clears throat> and you could have it to USB headphones for listening to it and a USB microphone as well. So you could actually use this for podcasting properly. So you could be on the road and have powered USB hub and connected doing your video recording, doing your audio, everything through this all at once. Bit so, crazy, but there you yeah, go, right? Yeah, mm. but it just means it's it's really becoming a powerhouse of a device when you're on the road. So there is, and you can connect a, a monitor to it as well. So you could mirror your display as well Jeez. through USB. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but it, again, to do all the the big things at once, you'd have to have a powered USB hub. I would imagine, yeah. yeah. But the fact that you can do it like um, yeah. with a hub, it's yeah. kind of crazy because like yeah. normally these things are associated with one thing at a time. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 So it also has a new GPU inside it and they went into good details on this. But the, the, the main key point about it is that you've now got hardware based ray tracing on this uh, device. So it's like the GPU they're saying is up to four times faster than the previous one. But this hardware ray tracing for gaming mm -hmm. is a big deal, big deal. And we'll talk a bit more on that actually later on when we talk about their scary fast event right yeah, yeah so that came we'll, up again yeah, for sure yeah yeah we'll, so we go into that about the, the, the bit more on that in a while um again uh 48 megapixel main camera with a larger sensor five by optical zoom telephoto uh camera as well which has this tetra prism design which is how they get their optical zoom without actually having to have a huge long lens in it mm. so it kind of puts the light through four different prisms and okay. um, 120 millimeter focal length on it so the cameras are you know, the cameras are kind of again I, I i still like i know last year we kind of joked about the fact that apple released four new cameras that could take phone calls <laughs> um, yeah 
uh, th- these cameras are like they're they're getting really really pro features um but that's not i don't think that's the real kind of main target of people yes you can get great videos you can get great camera or great photos but i still want my phone to be a phone <laughs> a messaging device or reading an internet yeah. communications device or a communicator yeah, internet communications device, yeah. the camera uh, isn't as important to me but and i would say most users while having a have it while having a, a good camera is is great yes they probably don't need the amount of features on this no no no, no. They're, they're not customizing the camera mm-hmm. that much they're just using the camera app with the default settings and you know, yeah that's it basically yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so uh there's a 12 meg- megapixel ultra wide camera as well um they also say that the iphone 15 pro is going to be have spatial video recording so for next year when their vision pro headset comes out mm-hmm. that this thing with its cameras will be able to do this 3d spatial video recording so spooky yeah so i can't wait to see can't wait to see that in action because they, they did some demo of things but I, I still look at it and go and you can't really get full 3d on it you get some sort of depth mapping on it but Unless you're moving the whole way around it, it won't, it won't be a la the Matrix where you get your bullet. What was it? What was it? Bullet time they call that? I, yeah, I think so. Well, it was bullet time? Yeah, because yeah. they had the 360. Well, they had a, a full array of cameras in 360. Yeah. So they could kind of pan around what was happening, the mm-hmm. action in a way. So um, yeah, it won't. It won't be that. It won't. We won't be getting the Matrix out of it yet. Um, <laughs> and again, yeah, Wi-Fi 6E in it as well. And and the 15 Pro also has Thread in it. Now, why is that good? Uh, I suppose for the speed in your home network. Thread is Thread is like basically in your home devices where you all your smart home devices. So if you have Thread devices like uh, lights and sockets and different things like your home pods and stuff like that it just means that the way they connect to each other and the speed at which they connect to each other is much much faster okay so um it kind of makes this mesh network around your house between devices so that each device can talk to each other that makes sense and um having the phone as part of that thread network is quite good yeah yeah no that's uh so, I, I, to be honest, I'd never heard of it, but um, yeah, mm. the uh, way well, you describe you it there, mesh yeah. network, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, pricing wise, uh, $1,000 for the 128 gig, which again, um, <laughs> over to euros is much, much more. Um, and uh, the iPhone 15 Pro Max, which is the 6.7 inch green, $1,200 starting, and that's with 256 gigs. So they seem to have up the the amount of base storage on that anyway. Yeah, what's the maximum nowadays? I think they go up to about a terabyte. Okay. Uh, I think they can, you can go up to about a terabyte. Um, right. So uh, other things that they announced then as well on that was the AirPods 2, AirPods Pro 2 case gets USB-C. So you can buy AirPods Pro 2. All right. But for some reason, and I don't know the details on this, there is something different about the new AirPods Pro 2, even though they still call them 2, not 3. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of 2.1, where the ones with the case that has USB-C in it, you cannot get the USB-C case on its own and put your old AirPods 2 into it. Wow. Yeah, so they've changed something. So the old AirPods 2, uh, Pro 2, sorry, the old AirPods Pro 2 will not work in the new AirPods Pro 2 case with USB-C, which 
is, is that known for a fact that someone tested yes, this yes, okay yeah yeah it's uh, like again sometimes i look at what apple does with their naming and their devices and everything and i look at it and i go no one thought this out this is this is bonkers that you've got a new version of airpods pro they still call them version two mm-hmm. they've changed the case from lightning to USB-C. it's not backwards backwards compatible and yet they call it the same thing and and they're going why didn't they just call it a tree yeah, or the two C, or yeah, or two S, yeah, anything, <laughs> yeah. yeah, anything. But they keep the same naming convention, yeah, and but it's totally different. And I still haven't figured out. I don't. Well, I'm sure somebody out there knows. But if you do know, check post at lemmingpost.ie, email us in and let us know. But if you do know why the old AirPods Pro two will not work in the new case, let us know i'll i i will report back when i find that out anyway yeah um they also bought in a new apple pencil which was an entry-level one cheaper uh about 30 quid cheaper uh but it has no it has USB-C on it now as well yeah that's right um but there's no pressure sensitive um oh uh, thing on it so that's obviously why yeah. it's cheaper i guess yeah so so it's kind of like the new entry level but i again with something like that i kind of look at it and i go why didn't you just go the whole hog with all this and say, okay, we're replacing the entire Apple Pencil line. Mm-hmm. Here's one that's way cheaper on an entry level, USB-C, no pressure. And then the dearer one, which has pressure, is this price. It's like... The, the whole Pencil ecosystem mm. that they yeah. have it's just confusing because you got your gen one you got your gen two yeah. and now you got this usb-c one right yeah so depending on what device even if you bought a new device today like a new yeah. ipad it might still only support the gen one correct yeah. which makes no sense yeah yeah exactly so you have to know which yeah. pencil to pick up to work mm-hmm. with which ipad and especially if you had two different ipads at home yeah. So as some people have, like some creative types might have some, like an iPad mini, an older version or something like that. And they might have an iPad Air or an iPad Pro. So different things. Then you have to know which pencil. And especially if you had a mixed family, like if you had one person family, which had an older version with the Gen 1 pencil. Yeah. And then you get somebody else who gets a new Pro and the Gen 2 pencil. And then somebody picks up the pencil and goes, oh, this won't work with this iPad. And, and again, this one here, this one with the USB-C, it doesn't have any magnetic charging on it either. So it's cheaper. It's great to have an entry level device. But if you're going to replace it, replace all of them at the same time and make them all so that it's easy to distinguish that like now, now if you want to get a like the Gen 2 with the pressure sensitive and the magnetic charging, you're still getting a lightning one. So you can't get a USB-C one. So if you want the expensive one, it's still a lightning charger. You can't, it's, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder why they just don't go the whole hog with some of these things. If you're going to do something, replace yeah. them all at the same time. Make it a lot easier for people to decide what they want to do instead of like if I went out in the morning, well, I want the pressure sensitive. I want the magnetic charging. And I want it USB-C, but I can't get it. But I can get the cheaper one that is USB-C. It's, it just makes no sense. It makes it hard for people to make their decisions when you give them these type of decisions to make. And that just leads to lost sales because people just go, ah, I won't bother. So Imagine imagine the amount of, and I bet to get this, the amount of um, customer service tickets on the fact that the, like somebody who didn't know what they were doing bought the wrong pencil yeah. thinking, oh, I'll buy the newest pencil, I'll buy the newest uh, iPad. I know the newest one supports Gen 2, but the newest one, let's say from yeah. last year, that yeah. didn't. And mm. there you go. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, then you get returns. And that yep. just takes 
more hassle, more administration, uh, more damage mm-hmm. to the planet. <laughs> so like if you do returns, somebody has to collect it and bring it back and somebody has to process it. Right. Um, lastly, then from that event, there was um, they've changed the, some new iCloud Plus plans. So now you can get six, six and 12 terabyte storage okay. iCloud Plus plans. And I think that's down to the fact that they're, they can do some of this um, ProRes video recording as well now that like for those professionals who might need iCloud, higher iCloud storage for f- storing the video files, yeah. they're the ones that it's going to be targeted at. Uh, most likely. Yeah. Uh, what's the price point we're looking at? Um, I don't know. I actually don't know. I haven't looked up that yet. So I'll have to find out uh, what that is. Um, so um, We can edit that bit out if you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Okay. So that was the September event. And then we were ready to go and record and talk about all of what's happened in September. But then they they came out with this new scary fast event. They did. Which uh, we watched last night as we're recording. We did. So yeah. whatever time you're listening to it, we watched it last night. And the new scary fast event came out. And um, as, as a kind of a um, in total opposite to what Apple usually do, uh, this one was broadcast at night time. So it was midnight Irish time by the time this came on screen. Yeah. Uh, so they did it at, uh, I think, 5 p.m. 5 Pacific. And we're yeah. seven hours at the moment because our yeah. clocks went back. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, so the scary fast event. So the M3 chip that they announced last night, uh, this was ahead of time, ahead of schedule, I thought. For uh, sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you have some thoughts on that, which we'll get to in a while as yep. to why it came out. But again, so now, um, not too long after they announced the M2 Ultra in the Mac Pro, which was only a couple of months ago, really, uh, that this M3 is out and they announced all three of them, uh, the M3, the M3 Pro and the M3 Max all at the one time. Mm-hmm. And that means the M3 Ultra will probably come sometime next year, probably mid next year for an upgrade to the Mac Pro. Um, three nanometer again, uh, so three nanometer chips in the Max now. Uh, dynamic caching in the GPU, which was an industry first, and that's to do with how it manages memory in the GPU, um, and hardware hardware ray tracing as well. Same as what we talked about earlier on in the iPhone 15 Pro. So this um, hardware ray tracing, apparently for gaming. This Big is time. a huge, huge deal for rendering. Uh, this is going to be a massive leap forward in it, the performance. It is. I mean, ray tracing is kind of like, uh, I guess, if you have like a new NVIDIA card, right, that yeah. can handle it, yeah. then you'll turn it on. Otherwise, people are still playing their games in raster, yeah, which is the ordinary non-ray tracing thing. And I guarantee you, when Apple quote those figures that the GPU is this much faster, it's raster, not ray tracing, because ray tracing yeah. will bog it down. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they would, yeah, yeah. So, like, even in the, in the, what you were saying, they were saying that this thing has the same performance, the same CPU performance in the M3 as a 12-core PC chip, um, but using quarter the power. So that means you're, like battery life is going to go through the roof as in compared to if you were using no that's obviously at peak performance kind of thing <laughs> for right? sure so, yeah but it Look. just it, it 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 just means that 
there, there is a there is a huge difference like it does have a higher performance like it can it can go to a lot higher than a 12 core pc chip but if it's doing the same at quarter power for someone with a laptop that's a huge huge difference it is uh, absolutely for a laptop for sure but i would definitely dispute the uh the figures of it being just as powerful or whatever have you mm. With a grain of salt, to be yeah. honest with you, because you know Apple, they they tout these things, they show these these basic looking graphs, yeah. and they don't tell you much. No, they don't. They no, don't. No. So the real world tests will start happening once it gets released, yeah, and exactly, you know yeah. then then yeah. look at independent reviewers and see what they say about it. Yeah. But it's still look still even if it isn't quite up to mm. this up to snuff, it's still pretty darn decent considering. Yeah quarter of the power in a laptop that you want to last for the whole day yes yeah yeah so like the m3 now comes with the base model is 24 gigs of, uh, of ram uh the um, and that's ram on the chip it's all unified yeah. i think it's up to 24 yeah up to 24 yeah, yeah. uh the pro can go up to 36 mm-hmm. and the max can go up to a whopping 128 gigs that's right that means the, the ultra is going to be 256 probably i would say so because last year's ultra the m2 ultra was 128 wasn't it yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, excellent. So, uh, because the ultra is really just two maxes shoved together, really yeah, welded together, as I yeah, like to say, welded together, yeah, yeah. Um, they did quote one thing it's saying that it's 11 times faster than the fastest Intel MacBook Pro. <laughs> so, the Intel based Intel uh-huh. based MacBook Pro, the fastest one. This is the the new MacBook Pro is up to 11 times faster. I don't believe that is quite accurate. But what I think they mean without, you know, is that it's faster at doing certain things. Yeah. It's always at certain things. Yeah. Yes. So, um, again, they caveat that by saying up to. (laughs) Yeah. Up to. Right. Um, So what the, all these M3 Pros anyway, these were all uh, announced for the MacBook Pros. So uh, the 14-inch one starting uh, a price drop on that. So it's now uh, $1,600, came down to $200, I think it was. And the 16-inch stayed the same price, uh, $2,500. Again, that means over here about $3,000 once you (laughs) add the VAT on. Um, Right, so that's the last night's event. Um, Impressive, impressive and ahead of time. Uh, the iMac then as well, they just announced as well that the iMac was getting the base level M3, which they're saying is two times faster than the M1. So Yeah, yeah. considering the iMac skipped the M2 completely. Yes, yeah. completely, yeah. It, mm. it, uh, the iMac badly needed an M3, and I think uh, like the M3 iMac now is a good deal. Yeah, it considering is actually, it's that a, it's, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a pro computer, it's just a desktop all-in-one, and if it can have up to 24 gigs of RAM and a decent processor in there, then yeah. I think it's it's good. Yeah. It, may, it makes it an attractive device again now. It does. Yeah. yeah. So I would be I would be recommending one of those anyway. So let's go back to your thoughts, Dave, on why they might have released the M3 now. Okay. Well, why they released the M3 now, I think, is because the competition is heating up. Go on. Tell me more. Now, you might not be aware of this, but um, you might know a company called Qualcomm. They yes. make a lot of mobile CPUs. So if Correct. you have an Android phone, there's a good chance that it has a Qualcomm CPU in there. And most or iPhones too. On a chip. Most, yeah. most iPhones have Qualcomm chips in them as well. That's, for the modem. That, for okay. the modem. Yeah, the oh, modem yeah, chips, yeah, yeah, the modem. That's right, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the thing is, they hold, They held some sort of a, I wouldn't say it was a patent. It was an agreement with Microsoft, I think on being able to develop Windows-based 
ARM chips. They had an exclusivity deal with Microsoft on that. Okay. And that is set to expire middle of next year. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. They're finally utilizing this deal of themselves. They're, they're, so we're bringing out um, a PC chip for Windows. All right. It's called the Qualcomm X Elite. Okay. So, yeah. And, so, and so we're talking about like an ARM-based chip here, not an Intel-based chip. That's really. correct. So it's an ARM-based system on a chip. Yeah. And, um, you know, it can, it can be pitted up against um, the M chips that Apple released. So it's, the, yeah. it's just a competitor to them. And it's going to be coming into, it's already been put into some laptops. There are some laptops in, I would say, in the wild, but they've got them in there yeah. for testing purposes. And they let people have a demonstration at their recent summit that they held in Hawaii. Oh, um, but yeah, it's apparently it um, it beats the M2. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why they might have brought forward by a couple of months the M3 release to because this thing is about to yeah about to get the headlines. <laughs> well, my guess is that they knew in advance of um, Qualcomm's public announcement. Like, I mean, Qualcomm would have said something last year in 2022 at their yeah. summit that something was coming. So I mm. think Apple would have been on their toes at that point. Yeah. So this doesn't bode well for Intel in terms of the fact that, mm. okay, all, all the mobile devices out there at the moment are all running ARM chips. Yeah. Right? So whether you've got an iPhone or an Android, they're all ARM-based chips. And that is mainly down to power usage, mm-hmm. that they are a lot more power efficient they are. on the battery. So anything with a battery in it is going to have a, an ARM chip inside it. And traditionally now the desktops had Intel-based chips in it. Apple obviously have switched to their own Apple Silicon M chips, which is ARM-based chips as well, Mm -hmm. which you're seeing huge power efficiencies in anyway. Um, But I think this, because of the fact that Windows are now concentrating, like Windows have have had an ARM-based version of Windows for a long time. Well, not a long time, probably a good few, what, six, seven years. Um, And that really didn't take off because not many people were developing apps for the ARM-based version of Windows. No. So they had it in one of their original Surface Pros, an ARM-based one, and it just didn't take off. But Windows RT, I think it was. Yeah, that's it. That's mm. exactly. I Windows 8. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, the fact that Windows now and probably developers are going to start concentrating on... Developers, apps, developers, developers, developers. Yes, indeed. That's what's needed because yeah. they're going to be concentrating mm-hmm. on their ARM, ARM-based versions of their apps yeah. for Windows. I would say Intel are going to be a bit worried about this. Well, I would say so too. But you see, the thing is, Windows is going to, it has a translation uh, layer like Rosetta for um, the Apple, uh, yeah. for Mac OS. Um, it's probably not very good right now, but I could see it getting better yeah. in light of this. And obviously then more people will start to develop apps on ARM when these chips start to become, you know, kind of ubiquitous, ubiquitous in laptops and, and mm, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to obviously shake Apple up a little bit um, because now they actually have some comp- Competition. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. And that's only a good thing. We always know, we always say it here, competition is great because it keeps everybody yep. vying forward and, and we're the benefits out of our beneficiaries out of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, 100%. Okay. And, but what, what really got me was the fact that Apple didn't just release an M3. They released the M3 Max and Pro. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Correct, because yeah. if you think about it this way, when did they come out with the, the last devices that went on the M2? It's only about, or the last, as in the M1 Ultra? No, I think it was the the Mac Studio, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. and that would have been earlier this year. Mm. 
So now yeah. you've got these new chips out. Are they going to refresh the Mac Studio anytime soon? Probably not. And see, because they, they lose either way in terms of like people are going to be annoyed whether they do or whether they don't. Yeah, correct. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dave, there was loads of other stuff that we're not going to get to in this episode. So nope. I think we'll we'll um, we'll do another one in a couple of weeks time for November. Which, we will. Uh, there's, uh, Amazon came out with a slew of new products, all their new Echo uh, products and Eero, Ring, Blink stuff. And there's also the Google Pixel 8 came out as well. That's correct. So I think we shall wait until the next episode and go through all that. We definitely have to wait for yeah. out of time. Yeah, we're out of time. Okay, Dave, thanks a million. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Tech Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. It also goes out as part of the podcast feed from the Limerick Post where you can get this show and loads more great shows. Please give us a rating and review if you like this show in whatever podcast app you use. The music is by Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can get their great music on Apple Music and Spotify and production assistance from Eric Fitzgerald.